Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to all of you all across the world. Welcome to today's daily meeting. Always a pleasure to see all of you all. That's it, Miss Jerry. <laughs> Always a pleasure to see all of you. Yellow, old hold. <laughs> Walking the streets of NY. All right. I almost said the mean streets, but you, you, you know. <laughs> Welcome to all of you all. Glad to have y'all. Make sure you got your notes. What you, what you use to take notes so you can steal. Steal it all so you can take it back and grow your companies to the level that you desire. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let me hand it over to the one and only, the founder and CEO of the ATSJR Companies, millionaire maker, innovator, creator, Mr. Antonio T. Smith, Jr. All right, good morning and welcome to all of you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. Now, I've got some fun stuff, plus we're getting ready to do Mastermind a little bit. Mastermind's going to be a little different today. Um, very much focused on your $100,000, 
by the end of the year. So very much so. Thank you, Jerry. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, very much so. And let's start off with a bunch of stuff. I need to go pretty quickly. So let's see. Uh, let's talk about movies real quick. I've been for way back, way back. I just want actually, it's not the movies that's 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 concerning. It's just the the how everything is connected concerning. Back in 2012, law. Oh, look at Ashley profile picture. I see you, Ashley. I see you. I see you. Back in 2012, I had this idea that it started with something. I'll spare you that. And I and I got with a lady, and I was like, "Hey, I want to I want to write a movie. I want to do a movie. I want to make a movie." Now this is this was 2012 drone. First off, I didn't have a camera. You know what I'm saying? Let's just keep it real. I didn't have a cell phone with a camera. You know, and then cell phone cameras in were like one megapixel or something. You know, they wouldn't even they wasn't even good. I think we were on like the iPhone three at the time in 2012, something like that. Maybe the four, but Anywho, and from that, I started, no, this wasn't 2012, this is 2008, excuse me, this is 2008, 2008. And from that, it planted a seed in me, which eventually becomes ATS-TV. Now, there's a hundred steps in between, but what I want to tell you, Law, is if you have a dream, you're supposed to have it. I got the wrong call. This Amen. Morning. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Just right. warm my heart with that. Okay. All right. I'm say we hear, we hear, we hear. Okay. Mm -hmm. My mouth right. was full, but I'm hearing you. All right. Good. Good. Because if you have a dream, you're supposed to have it. I know that, and and I I showed you. you know, this is actually going to be relevant again. I showed it to y'all, but it's something I helped Tempest out with. Steve Jobs is getting ready to die. He's already dead. He, he sleeps with his ancestors now. Oh, <laughs> oh man, he's back. Okay, all right. He's all right. No, 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 no. And I made Timbers watch the whole commencement speech, but she was really struggling one day. And I, I want to just share this one more time because it's relevant and it sets the stage of the rest of the week as well. See, so I'm going to give you three lessons, and it's worth my time and yours. Thank you. If you hear the lessons, Today, if you hear the lessons, write them down. I want to tell you three stories from my life. That's it. No big deal. Just three stories. The first story is about connecting the dots. I dropped out of Reed College after the first six months, but then stayed around as a drop in for another 18 months or so before I really quit. It was pretty scary at the time, but looking back, it was one of the best decisions I ever made. The minute I dropped out, I could stop taking the required classes that didn't interest me and begin dropping in on the ones that looked far more interesting. Reed College at that time offered perhaps the best calligraphy instruction in the country. Throughout the campus, every poster, every label on every drawer was beautifully hand calligraphed and I found it fascinating. None of this had even a hope of any practical application in my life. But 10 years later, when we were designing the first Macintosh computer, it all came back to me. If I had never dropped out, personal computers might not have the wonderful typography that they do. 
Of course, it was impossible to connect the dots looking forward when I was in college, but it was very, very clear looking backwards. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future, because believing that the dots will connect down the road will give you the confidence to follow your heart even when it leads you off the well-worn path. My second story is about love and loss. I was lucky. I found what I loved to do early in life. Waz and I started Apple in my parents' garage when I was 20. And in 10 years, Apple had grown from just the two of us in a garage into a $2 billion company with over 4,000 employees. And then I got fired. What had been the focus of my entire adult life was gone. I really didn't know what to do for a few months. I felt that I had let the previous generation of entrepreneurs down. I'd been rejected, but I still loved what I did. I didn't see it then, but it turned out that getting fired from Apple was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. The heaviness of being successful was replaced by the lightness of being a beginner again. It freed me to enter one of the most creative periods of my life. During the next five years, I started a company named Next, another company named Pixar, and is now the most successful animation studio in the world. I'm convinced that the only thing that kept me going was that I loved what I did. You've got to find what you love. Your work is gonna fill a large part of your life, and the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking. As with all matters of the heart, you'll know when you find it. My third story is about death. If you live each day as if it was your last, someday you'll most certainly be right. For the past 33 years, I have looked in the mirror every morning and asked myself, if today were the last day of my life, would I want to do what I am about to do today? Because almost everything, all external expectations, all pride, all fear of embarrassment or failure, these things just fall away in the face of death. Remembering that you are going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. There is no reason not to follow your heart. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. Have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. Everything else is secondary. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Thank you all very much. I get chills every time I watch that. Yes, yes, I'm posting in the chat. Tears every time I watch that. Now, I don't know if you all are listening the way I would love for you to listen, but that ain't my job. My job is to plant the seeds. Yeah. You put your lessons in the chat? All right, good. I want to I wanna see them. <clears throat> I, my plan is to, I mean, my job is to plant the seeds. It is not to tell you when you should grow your seeds. You understand? I can't do that. That's that's up to you. Now, let me get Law real quick, and then I'll read, and then I got some stuff to say. Go ahead, Law. A lot of lessons within that, but what stuck out to me the most is he said 33. I'm finna turn 33 next month. Oh, and oh. that just um, tells me that I am right on time, even though I had this original plan of retiring before 30 or what have you. It didn't go like that, but him saying what he said just tells me that I'm right on time. You're right, right on, on time. time. It's coming. Right on time, sir. You're right on time. Grace, read your lessons out loud. 
You can only connect the dots looking backwards. Yes, yes. Only connect the dots looking backwards. Keep going. Loss can be a great lesson to finding what you love. And don't waste your life living someone else's. Look at that. That's some good lessons, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Good lessons. That's some good lessons. There's a lot in there. We could dissect that. I could, we could probably teach a whole semester about that. The reason why that strikes me, Deanna was just shocked that he built Pixar. Like, yes, yes, man. Steve Jobs was not regular. Not even close. And this world was not kind to him. And he wasn't that kind of staff either. But <clears throat> there is, there's a lot here. And it, it feeds into the next 50 minutes that we have together. So I'm going to go back to my original statement that made me play that Steve Jobs commencement speech. I'm going to go back to my statement. I put the link in chat. I'll put it again for anybody who's logging on. 2008, I got with Melissa Thomas is her name. I didn't mention her name earlier. And I said, man, I want to do a movie. I didn't have a camera in 2008. And I had a cricket phone. Yeah, I know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Uh, I had a cricket phone. Uh, it was a sh- little, little, little thingy. Um, no GPS on it. Forty-five dollars a month, and I could barely afford that. Who know what I'm talking about? Yeah, anybody ever struggle like that? No, no. Mm-hmm. That's I couldn't even pay the couldn't even pay the prepaid phone bill. You understand? <clears throat> it was rough. It was rough in 2008. It was rough, and. I said, I want to do a movie. And I'm going to tell you where I got it from. I got it from, I don't know, y'all probably won't know this, but it was Streets is Watching, Jay-Z. It was Streets is Watching, Jay-Z. And at that time, Rockefeller was putting out a lot of oh, movies. Yeah. State's Property, I mean, State Property. All that stuff like that. Y'all, y'all not from the hood, it's okay. But, I got you. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I was like, man, I could do that too. And I want to do a movie. Well, that seed in me ended up turning to ATS TV. Now, here's the deal. There's 100, 200 steps in between there. But the point I made earlier, let me play that video. If you have a dream, it, it, it is yours. It is worth it. Do not stop. It will morph itself to your perfect reality, your overflowing abundance, your milk and honey, your 70 springs, your, your 12 palm trees. It will morph itself into that. It will grow with you, but it will never not be a lie. It would never become a lie. Your dream is not a lie. If you want to be Jerry and after 50, start a whole new career in funnel hack and be the world great, world's greatest funnel person, that is quite possible, right? There you go, flexing muscles. That's quite possible. It's not just quite possible, it's his and nobody else can do it. Nobody else is allowed to do it. You have, I don't know, like 80, no, maybe 80 something. I don't know what the hell you got. You got less than 80 days. I mean, somewhere around 80 days to get to $100,000. Me, I'm doing something a bit different. I'm doing something different. I think Tippers and Deanna are joining me too, but I'm doing something a bit different. I'll explain that here in a little bit. I gave y'all a $100,000 chance. I would never, I would never do what I gave y'all. That's not, that's not what leadership is. That's not that's that's not what leadership is. You know, you don't tell Jerome to get in the foxhole if I'm not already in it. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, I have to be in the foxhole and say, Jerome, come, come down. I've already, I'm already here. 
I'm already here. So let's rewind for anybody who's just joining, because I, I want to set up today's meeting with, with proper energy. I wish that you would watch that video the way I want you to watch that video. You probably won't. And it's not your fault because everything is perfect and there are no mistakes. You think you have time. I'm going to play that video one more time, but not the whole video. I just want to start off with one part. And this part changed my life because it confirmed something I was already going through. I'll show you. Don't worry about it. Here's I started a company named Next, another company named Pixar, and is now the most successful animation studio in the world. I'm convinced that the only thing that kept me going was that I loved what I did. You've got to find what you love. You're All right, stop right here. Everybody's going to be focused on that part. You should be. Find what you love, okay? That doesn't mean what you love is going to make you money. So find what makes money and then fall back in what you love, okay? But that's not what I want to focus on. Your work is going to fill a large part of your life. And the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking. As with all matters of the heart, you'll know when you find it. My third story. All right. I started off by telling y'all, Steve Jobs was about to die. This is very important. This is why every time I watch this video, I get chills. Because <clears throat> Steve Jobs just got off his deathbed. You just finished the whole round of chemo. If you can look at it, the next time I play the video, I just want you to look at his head as he's looking down his paper. You can see the evidence of thinning in his hair. His body weight is considerably lost. He is dying. There's no doubt about it. And this is his last commencement speech. And he just got finished dying and lived. So I'm going to say he kind of know what he's talking about. Old folk in Texas say the closer you get to death, the less you worry about things. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to try to bother y'all too much. Now, I need you to process that Steve Jobs just got off his deathbed, Jerry Potter, and now he's saying to a bunch of Isaacs, Look, that's all I got. You had to do that, didn't you? I did. I did. <laughs> and that look, you can't connect the dots moving forward, man. Only looking, only backwards. Only backwards. Okay. And then his last point. Oh, do what you love is the second one. And his last point, he says, death. Let me play it again now because. I want you to hear something. My third story is about death. It's about death. If you live each day as if it was. I'm going to pause it right when I don't want you to think about anything else. Your last, someday you'll most certainly be right. For the past 33 years, I've looked in the mirror every morning and asked myself, if today were the last day of my life, would I want to do what I am about to do today? Because almost everything. Right here. Because almost everything. External expectations. All pride. All fear. 
all embarrassment. All this won't work. All I don't want to look stupid. All my daddy left me. My mama's mean to me. All external expectations, all pride, all fear of embarrassment or failure, these things just fall away in the face of death. You worried about something? That's because your ass think you're going to live forever. Let's give it to you 100. Just period, point blank. You have not sat back and said, Lord's going to take me soon. You just haven't. You just haven't. You worry about what somebody did. If you have approached your 90-day, $100,000 goal and have not approached it like you were going to die, then you are not doing well at all. You're not hitting your goals. You're not, you're not making your messages. You're not making your calls because you have decided you've got time. But you don't. Tempest, unmute your mind. Yes, sir. 2016, I was privately going through something. What was it? You had a tumor on the on your right side. Left. Left side. Sorry. And it was growing super fast. And you thought it was cancer. And so did the VA. They sent you through like maybe we went to like four or five appointments before they confirmed that it was not cancer, but it needed to come out. They were afraid of the rapid pace that it was growing. Right. I didn't, I had surgery in December. didn't find out it wasn't cancer until February, but my brain did not know that. And I didn't have the opportunity to go float to February and find out. Mm -hmm. I had a tumor. I had a, well, I had a knot on my little left rib. If I show you the scar, scars this big, I'm, it's literally half my size. It got this big. It was the size of a small, it was the size of a volleyball, just sitting here on my left. I couldn't even sit. And it just, for no reason at all. And I remember half the company, Tempest, the other half of Deanna, telling them to take care. Do you understand what it's like to be less than 40 and you dividing up your legacy? So your kids be straight. And I don't say nothing. I don't say nothing to October, Jerome. I'm suffering all by myself. I don't say nothing to October. And I, I sit everybody down. I say, listen, I, I, I did it. I did it sitting right in the middle of the sanctuary. I said, look, I don't know if I'm going to. I don't know what's going to happen. You understand what I'm saying? I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is this is what it is. And then it dawned on me, Sister Book, and I'll never forget it. I said it by accident. I said, I'm not afraid of death. I wasn't. What I'm afraid of right now is I have lived for people who will not die for me. Am I? Am I wow. Am wow. I oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. I said it by accident. I, I meant it. I'm telling you what I meant. It, it just came out. It wasn't even me. It was 
Phil say Luke 12, 11, right? It just came out. You know what I'm saying? It just boom. And I say, everybody, listen, this is what it is. And I don't know. So if I make it out of this, you're going to see some changes. Now, on the hospital bed, getting ready to go to surgery, it's on my page somewhere. I, I, you know, I said, I, I said, I'm going to go live for some dumb reason. I have no idea why. It was for me. I wanted to document it. And I remember saying this here. If I get off, this is my deathbed. If I get off, I am never, ever, ever going to go halfway again. That's why I act the way I act today. I have been Steve Jobs. That's why I act the way I act today. That's why I'm so intense. Because I don't know if I'm going to live. And I know what it feels like to die loving a lot of people who don't love you. I know what it feel like. I, I know. I know what it feel like. I know what it feel. The only, the Tempest, how many people was there for me? Like doing your surgery? That was a whole issue in itself. The argument yeah, happened that was a major problem. That was an issue in itself. That was a dumb issue. It was just Deanna and Tempest. I, there was nobody else. And I'm, I'm helping tons of people. Do you understand? the thought process that one must have when you are dying and the two people looking out for you ain't even related to you or nothing. You know what I'm saying? And I say to myself, it's all right. I get out of this, I'm going hard. You know what I'm saying? I need y'all to catch. That's what Steve Jobs is saying. This is why I don't like, I don't mind looking stupid. I changed this company 15 times. Don't matter to me. You did change very drastically when you found out about the tumor and then changed again after your surgery. Like, I mean, I mean, you were not, problems. yeah, you were not um, the same and you weren't supposed to be, but you definitely. I want to say you took life more seriously, but you always take life seriously, but you heighten it for somehow, some way. You took it from like your intensity to another level of intensity that I've never seen before. Yeah, yeah. Mamba mentality is what some of the young folk would say. I right? think it's Mamba. <laughs> I think it's much stronger than that. Strong, but strong. You it's change strong. drastically, almost instantly. Like laying... I remember you, <laughs> I remember you got out of surgery and you text me because I wasn't there. And I, I remember you saying everything is different now. And I didn't understand and I thought you were still high. I didn't know what you were saying, but literally everything was different from the moment you woke up. And your nurse actually called me and said that you woke up differently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what to tell you. This is why I always ask the question, Lord. So, what are you willing to die for? And I, and every time I ask it to you, church folk, y'all always, oh Jesus! I, I'm not. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Okay. No, you're not. Just stop. Just stop. There's something else. Okay. There's something else. For me, 
I understood. I'm going to tell you what changed. I'm sitting in the, what you call a little thing law, and they push you in it, a little metal thing. And, you know, if you can't wear no jewelry and something, they, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Nah, they ain't the x-ray. Nah, they ain't. The MRI. Yeah. That's it. The MRI CAT scan thing, right? I'm sitting in there, and they put this little stupid stuff in me that's supposed to highlight my blood and some other crap that I don't even understand. Okay, that's, that's their job, their job. But the VA was paying them to understand. I didn't understand. Man, that's their job. And contrast. Uh, yeah, okay, that contrast. makes sense. Yep, contrast. <laughs> there you go. And I'm sitting in there and it gets dark. And I kid you not. See, I don't, I've jumped out of airplanes at a bunch of feet. I've jumped out of, <laughs> I would expose some stuff I did at Army. I jumped out of helicopters and all sorts of stuff, okay? Never, I just fear it's not something that I have. I sat on that cold, I mean, I laid backwards on my back with my eyes closed on that cold surface in the dark with a kneeling in me and it felt like a casket. And all the fear in the world came in me, and it wasn't fear of death. It was that fear of, I ain't finished. And I picked the wrong people to try to finish with. Jesus. I'm just trying to help somebody, Law. You, 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 you know what I'm saying? And I knew it. And I knew it. Right after that, I let, let me tell you something. I, I didn't just change. I left a whole toxic marriage. I didn't just change. I literally, because what, what, only Sister Booker and Jerome know, know this here, okay? Only these two know this here. Because I wouldn't supposed to leave a marriage as a pastor. Mm. Yeah, yeah, hear what I'm saying? I was supposed to do that. First don't like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. But then I had to process in my head. Is it my reputation or my life? Because we're not doing this no more. You understand? I changed everything. Oh, I didn't just change. I changed it all. Go ahead, Law. Definitely understand what you're saying. Um, when my freedom was taken away because of my disability, once I was able to travel, let me tell you, nothing stopped me. I can't tell you how many countries I went to in a matter of three years and still afraid, still shaking, medication intact, prayer going back and forth, but some way, somehow I'm gonna get on and nothing's ever, ever gonna stop me again from doing whatever I want. So I get what you're saying. Word up. The only people who appreciate freedom are the people who've been taken from. Yeah, you don't appreciate freedom until you lose it. Straight up. Go ahead, Susan. Uh, Susan Sorrentino. You know, when um, COVID hit and, you know, we're doing so much, you know, with ATS and so many goals and plans. And, you know, we were, they were saying it was going to be a month, remember? And yeah. I... I sat down with Joe. I said, we can do this. We can do a month. We we're working at home anyway. We, you know, we'll just keep focusing on what we're doing. We have things delivered and, you know, made a plan. Well, here we are. What? Like <laughs> uh, three years. 
Yeah. You know, so like 23 months later, you know, no, no big deal. You know, and, no big deal. Right. And we, we sat down to have our little daily meetings that we do. Um, just this weekend, I said, Phil, you know, we have to hang on a little bit longer. I, you know, I said, I want to wait till a little bit more people before I said, you know, we have a lot we want to accomplish. And for me, it's all about what we want to accomplish, you know, what we want to finish strong with. And so that, that drives me, that totally drives me. And I want to leave a legacy for my kids. I want to be able to help them, you know, pay off things and, and all of that. We have a daughter that's very ill right now and may have to go to Switzerland for specific surgery. Right. We've got, you know, I mean, it's always for me been about leaving a legacy for my children, but also to leave a legacy um, for all the, for the million people that we've been in front of in 40 years. And, and that's what drives me. And Mm -hmm. so I have, just watched that Steve Jobs thing here recently again too and I watched it like three times um, and it is amazing and I'm glad you played that today yeah so. thank you so much no I, I, I am grateful it is it is it, it, it is amazing let me tell y'all I'm gonna need y'all to stop playing okay I need you to stop playing straight up if you missed anything it's because you think you got time to make it up but you don't you don't if you mad at your significant other it's because you didn't you think it ain't not gonna die that's why you're mad oh they didn't like that one keep talking you know what i'm saying you can't you can't be mad at somebody and they dying no, no, you shouldn't be mad at you nobody. Sure, there's, there's plenty of people that do it. Are you? Oh, there's plenty of people that do it, and those people, I can guess the dollar amount in their bank account. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you. But if you're gonna have, if you're gonna kiss somebody in the mouth and be mad at them, you shouldn't be kissing them in the mouth. This is what it is. Because once you consider death, you're gonna die, they're gonna die, all that stuff fade away. I ain't got I got one agenda. My one agenda is I'm gonna tell you seven things. I'm gonna list them back to back. I'm even give you a link. Then I'm gonna tell you what I'm doing and what Deanna's doing and what Tempest is doing. That's my only agenda. I ain't got no agenda. If you don't like what I'm saying, that's cool. You're gonna get used to not like what I'm saying. That's what that's what I do. That's, that's exactly what I do. Everybody don't like what I say. That's what I do. It's all right. That's kind of, it's kind of my role in this, on this planet to say things people don't like. And here's the deal. It's not like I'm out of line. You're going to die, Renee. And so your husband deserves your living. Amen. I feel like there's a scripture about that, Sister Booker. I beseech thee, brethren, under the mercies of God, to be holy and acceptable, you know, a living sacrifice. You don't get to 
You you do not get to be Phil Sorrentino and go halfway with a wife who believed in you all these years. Out of line. And if you were mad, I'm just talking to men. I'm not talking to nobody else. I don't care if you straight, gay, non-binary, I don't care. Doesn't matter to me. If you have testicles, I am talking to you. Okay, that's how we're gonna draw the line right there. All right. If you, you this you, you, this is how we're gonna do it. Okay. And I'm talking about at least if you had them at one time, I'm talking to you. I don't care what you identify as. Don't bother me one bit. Don't bother me one bit. Here's the deal. You don't get to lead the people you love into poverty. That, that's as, as far as I'm concerned, that's the role of a man. Don't lead the people you love in the pot. That's powerful. That's powerful. If I'm that's wrong, that's a good way to be wrong, Sister Booker. <laughs> I'd rather be wrong, not leading you to poverty. It's a good way. It's a good way. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying anything about, I, I don't know what a woman's role is because I ain't no woman. And I'm not dumb enough to try to write laws and preach sermons and tell women what they should do. I leave that to the White House. You know what I'm saying? I leave that to them. Uh, uh, women, y'all get together and decide what women need to do. I'm a man, so I'm only gonna speak for men. Our job is to make sure the people we love don't go to pot. And every day we fail and that's okay. We get back up and you keep going. Because the people who get back up understand I'm going to die one day. And before I die, before I die, I'm going to do this. And if not, I'm going to die trying. I was watching Night Tale last night. Y'all remember that? Night's Tale with Oh, Heath Ledger. Ledger. Heath Ledger. At the end, he's supposed to run. I ain't running. Yeah, yeah that's, that's my spirit. I can't do it. Go off with my head because I can't run. Jerome, I can't do it. ATS failed. I'm going to stand right here and be like, all right, uh, daily meeting this morning. We suck. We failed. It was my fault. So here's the new company. I'm literally going to come back. I'm going to come right back. I'm not going to hide. Here's the new company. Here's a new idea. Sorry. Come with this one. I can't run. I don't know how to do it. I'm not built for it. I'm not. I'm not built for it. Keep this energy. My energy is Steve Jobs, three things. You cannot connect the dots moving forward. So if you got a dream, I just need you to know that your dream is going to work out. I'm not trying to pump you up. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. I'm not trying to pump you up. I'm not trying to prime you. I'm just trying to say that if you believe in any higher power whatsoever, then you must believe that higher power did not put you here to screw you over. And if that's what you believe, then you need to stop believing and go do something else. And it's okay. You can do whatever you want. You know what? This brick wall or this fake brick wall is your God now. That's cool. Well, believe that. You don't get to believe in the higher power. Just boom. This background is your Lord and Savior. Okay? That's it. That's it. Now, I want you to understand, you connect the dots moving backwards. So stop trying to make sense of your life. 
make prosperity of your life. Don't make sense of it because prosperity don't make no sense. It don't. There is no straight line to winning. I don't understand what y'all thinking. Anyway, I'll just get off of that. Get do what you love. I'm not really a proponent of that. But the death part, you're going to die. You're going to die. My son, his birthday, happy birthday, Jerome. Happy birthday, Jerome. My son's birthday is on Halloween. He gonna die. If I'm, if I'm lucky, he'll die after me. But he gonna die. And he don't get to sit there and act like he not. This is why I tell my kids, they got two jobs. Just two jobs only. Stay happy, use their daddy for everything they got. There's only two jobs they got. They ain't got no job. When they're 18, I'll change the rules on them. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll change the rules. But they're supposed to bleed me dry and stay happy. That's it. That's it. That's all they're supposed to do. You got to, I don't know what, how many days, but you need to go get your $100,000. And I'm going to need y'all to stop believing in your $100,000. This is my deal. This is, the, this is the wonderful thing about death. You don't have to believe when you know you're going to die. No, it's a whole different mindset. I don't, I don't believe ATS gonna work. I don't know ATS gonna work. It's gonna work because I said so. Think about it. If you were gonna die today, and this was your, you had one hour left to do anything. Well, this is this is how I think. This is not my first time. I'm not making this someone's spot. I do this right now. If you had one hour left to do anything, how many people right now you fool with you wouldn't even contact in that one hour? Yeah, they're not important. See, they didn't like that. They didn't like that, Jerome. Yeah, they didn't like that. Yeah, they like that. Think about it. Think about all the people that you give your time to right now. All the people who make you cry, make you sad. Some of the people you sleeping with, you wouldn't even contact them in the next hour. In your last hour, they wouldn't be on your list. So why are you building a business or a marriage with them? Oh, Jesus. Right. I'm, not well. I'm not preaching separatism. I'm just trying to tell you, you need to know, you need to look at your life through the lens of I'm going to die. You Christians don't like talking about death. I just like talking about how he died. You don't want to talk about death. Well, let me, let me, let me interrupt you real quick. Come on. Because something Come on. pulled at me. So even though I physically didn't die, but the old person died and me with my mother, a, a, a major event happened, right? My mother. Then I began to waken up. Then I remember who I was. Good. Once Good. I remember who I was and I spoke their words out of my mouth saying, God, what I need to do. He gave me everything without going to school because I had everything already in me. So, you know what's funny? Because all this week and last week, I've been waking up around, I've been timing it. 144. Today was 145. I was like, okay, God, today is at 130 stuff again. Okay. But today I was instructed. I wanted to wait because I was like, I ain't going to interrupt them. But he told me to give you guys instruction to do some meditation to breathe. He told me to give you one task, and that is to 
Put your mind on one thing that you want to release. Release that thing. Then put your mind on one thing that you want to draw to you. Then hold on to that thing that you want to draw to you. The reason why he said give you one thing, because sometimes we focus on so many things we're trying to get at one time. And I know we've been talking about manifestation, all that kind of stuff, but we make it think, make it sound so hard when it's really not. When we get rid of all of that stuff, external and internal, then you make room for all the stuff you're trying to draw to you. So now release it. It's up to you or anybody who's listening. But whatever I just said, do the homework. I'm going to give you an assignment. Do, a home, do your homework. And start writing the things down that you're releasing. And start writing down the things that you're trying to draw to you. And, and now, take notice now. And put in right times and dates, too. And just watch and make sure. And it's a pattern, too. Because when you look, about, look at your life a year ago, like, dang, I was in that mindset last year. Why you didn't change last year? So it's not up to the people and others this person happened to me because I grew up in a house where my father was my father. And I met my biological father in 2016. And we had a connection like we never had lost contact with each other. So there's no excuses. No excuses. And I'm actually teaching him. So there's no excuses. And because sometimes I'm like, okay, do I want to say this? Do I want to give it raw to, to, to the people? Some people, you need to give it raw to the people just like that. Um, today is the day that you have to die from self and die from serving people. Start serving yourself so you can start doing the things that you really want to do. So you can help the people that you want to help or do the things that you want to do. And I'm done. Yep, that works. I sure appreciate you. Thank you so much. I hear what she said. And she said, learn the lessons. Listen, you're going to die. I have a question, Antonio. Go ahead. You ain't bother me. Because we are going to die. You are. Speak to the spirit that says that I'm not. You know, I'm going to be here forever. You know, you got a long lineage. You've seen your ancestors have done it. You know, like Grace. Like if Grace was sitting here today and say, well, my grandmother is 101. So I'm living that life. Like, I got you. I got you. I got to that. I have the proper answer for y'all because I like being a scientist. So I would give you the scientific answer there. The good thing about death is that it is a blessing. It is a great equalizer. Because if you knew you was going to live to be 101, like Grace Grandmother, you wouldn't do nothing until you're 100. You wouldn't start forgiving to 100. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't start that business to use 90. But don't fool me now. Yeah. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't start doing protected sex until you would. Don't play with me. <laughs> Come on now. That's why death is important. Because if we knew we was going to live to be 10,000, we wouldn't do nothing to 9,999. <laughs> We'd do a lot of prepping, wouldn't we? That's my answer. Adrian had a very good point. My answer is, sure, you're going to live. But the problem with that is, you ain't going to do nothing. You're not going to do nothing. You will never do anything until you know you must leave something. 
you must experience your highest expression of yourself. And that only comes with death. Ambition, all that stuff comes from death. It does not come from life. Life allows you to do it. But that drive says, I ain't got much time. There you go. Go ahead, Ibrahim. Good to see you. Congratulations on your marriage as well. Hey, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to speak. The thing is, my earphones won't allow me to speak. So right now, if I'm speaking, I cannot hear. And if I'm going to listen to the call, I'm not going to be able to speak. Those are the headphones that allow me to shut up and for the call to continue. You know, that's why the call went uninterrupted. But I really wanted to contribute one point. And this point is regarding connecting the dots when you look backwards. It's that we are in different positions in our journey. So someone like Antonio is so far ahead of a lot of people on this call that looking forward, they cannot connect the dots. But Antonio is looking backwards, right? Because they're back in their journey. And Antonio can actually guide them, tell them, hey, this is how the dots connect. And this is how the dots connect is a luxury that even Steve Jobs didn't have. So this is a great opportunity. Whenever you see that you're in a journey, you cannot see the dots connecting forward, but there's someone who is forward and looking backwards, they can see how the dots connect. You have to listen to that person. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. What a great point. Because I was, I was talking to Deanna yesterday. I fixed something for her. I, I fixed something for for Tempest. I fixed something for Sheena. I fixed this, but fixed a bunch of stuff yesterday, just thinking. And I don't even know why I didn't think about it earlier. And it kind of influenced the mastermind. Hear me, hear me well, Chantel. You're going to die. Now, if you think that's sad, Margie, and I'm being doom and gloom, then you just don't understand death. And that's okay. I ain't going to do me. I can't force you to recognize that you have made death a bad thing even though you've never seen it and nobody has i can't i can't force you to stop your programming that's on you there's nothing i can do for that what i can tell you is isaac aiden ashton aaron don't have benefit of my comfortable living because i got time That's me and Jerry Potter kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Ain't got the benefit. Just don't. I'm not allowed not to take that class because I got tired. I'm not allowed to say, ooh, I don't feel like teaching. Just cancel. I'm not allowed. Go hard and go home. Come on, Sister Booker. Yes, I was just going to say that death is a part of this life cycle. And in uh, Matthew 24, 36, it says, no man knows the day nor the hour. So we don't know when death is coming, but we have to prepare. And I love what Steve Jobs said, stay hungry, stay foolish. And that's what I want to share before I live. I mean, before I leave with all of the young people is that your present situation does not dictate your final destination, your mm. goals, your dreams. Mm. So keep dreaming. That's it. Y'all hear that? 
I forgot about that. Stay, stay foolish. Stay hungry. Stay foolish. Come on, Adrian. You did something very good a long time ago. Do you know that you will be dead way longer than you've ever lived? You get a lot longer than you'll ever live. So people don't think people don't think about it. But you'll be dead a long, lot longer than you'll ever live. That's deep. I've never heard that before. That is deep. That is deep. I've never heard that before. Think about it. Think about it. Y'all remember what Asia first got? I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean, even when you think about incarnation, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's still, like, think about this for a moment. Remember when Asia first got here? She had, like, she was quiet and she had this breakthrough moment about this letter she read that somebody gave her yes. this letter yes. one time. And it happened to be something I wrote yes. two years before. <laughs> That's how you, I could, there's no way that I could have said, ooh, ooh. Oh, I'm gonna write this blog, and when I do, I know what's gonna happen. No, you can't. I can't do that. That's not. It's not possible. Okay. And it's and for possible. those new people that weren't here, that was unbeknownst. That <laughs> that happened. It had been written prior, and then she stumbled across it. So. Yep. Yep. And I and when she was reading, she filled She was reading. I was like, wait, that's not for me. That's not for me. And I actually went, hold on. And I typed in, I went to my blog and I was like, that sounds for me, right? And it was actually my blog that I had written. It was about, but anyway, how to become a millionaire without nobody knowing. But the, the, the thing in there was what she was reading. Nevertheless, let me tell you, Wednesday, we won't have real estate class. We will have class together though. But it won't be real estate class. So all of you go to this link and sign up for a conference I'm going to be at. And I've instructed the whole ATS uh, sales, so to speak, to be at it too. And, all right. And Grace is going to put in a group. Grace, you're going to put in a group with these words. It's a, it's a sales and marketing. It's a, it's, it's a uh, how do leading companies successfully create meaningful, enduring connections? It's called Connected Conference. I initially was just gonna have us do it. And then I said to myself, now, they need to go get this $100,000. They need to stop playing. So I'm, that's where we gonna be at Wednesday. And we are gonna be there with whoever wanna be there. You don't wanna be, huh? Oh, oh, I got you, I got you. We are gonna be there with whoever wanna be there. If you don't wanna be there, you ain't gotta be there. You know what I'm saying? If you don't wanna be there, you ain't gotta be there. I'll show it to you right here, Grace. It's actually on their website. No, no, it's good, right? You can't copy and paste this a picture. How to do lead, how do leading companies successfully create meaningful, enduring connections? Every Monday, Phil and Susan tell y'all create connections in one way or the other. All they talks come back to connections. I don't think any talk on the planet could come back to, could not come back to connections. How to win friends and influence people. We got, we got a million books on connecting with others somebody needs to write a book about listening and following others somebody <laughs> i keep bringing it up i still I, I need to do it myself i keep bringing it up. maybe that's the universe keep telling me you do it i'm gonna my book will be called followership that's what it's gonna be called yeah, you actually said that like years ago years ago i keep because because we got we got millions of books on leadership not on followership and followership is important uh-huh. Say it on the mic, Grace. 
I have said that a lot of times in my head and in mastermind, you were telling us, hey, one of your cards was y'all gonna write a book. And when I was talking to my battle buddy one day, she was like, I don't know how we came on the subject, but I was like, yeah, we, uh, it's a whole bunch of books on leadership, but don't nobody want to talk about how to follow. How are you going to be a leader without following? Because if don't nobody else follow, I know I do. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 The following is important and it's important because feel is stupid until somebody follows them. And there's right? more just, followers than there are leaders. Yeah, 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 absolutely. The most important person in your organization is your first follower. Don't get it twisted. Because you were just a stupid person being stupid until somebody said, you know what? I think you're right. And all of a sudden, oh, Phil, you're a genius. Susan, you're a genius. Yeah. Oh, I'm a genius now because somebody followed me. Okay, yeah. You can't, your idea doesn't take off until someone still follows you. Anyway, so we're going there. Now, am I going to beg you to get there? No. Why would I do that? Are you going to say something like, well, I don't want them to funnel me or something? Eh, whatever. It's free. Any excuses you got, it's because you ain't going to die. As for us dying folk, we going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's number one. Number two, I told you all that you have, I'm sorry, let's talk about Coach Corner Publishing. Same thing. I told you I'm going to tell you seven things. Coastal Corner Publishing is getting ready to come and publish a lot of books, make all y'all dreams come true. Our she is like next on the list. Now, this is what's going to happen. Y'all going, the way it's going to happen is because the, the way it works is if you go publish a book with Amazon, blah, 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 anybody like that, you only get 33% of your royalties, 35, 33, 35%. That's just is what it is. It's industry standard. No one gets to complain about that. It just is what it is. Okay. It just is what it is. What we're doing with Cozy Corner is we're going to give you an opportunity to get 70% of your publishing. Okay. And you can thank Adrian and Anthony Lucas as they got cut on some of their royalties because of that and didn't know it. And so we just said, well, you know what? We'll do something different. So what you're going to do is if you go directly through the publisher, you can make more money for your book. So we fixed Cozy Corner to where it can accept payments and all sorts of stuff, and it's a real deal publisher. So if you want to make 70% of your royalties, then you're going to go to go Cozy Publishing. Got it? Boom. Way Easy. to go to making a mistake and falling on your face and learning something about it, there but it not running from it, but going back and figuring it out. There That's it, it Miss Adrian. There it is. And thank you, Mr. Anthony. Thank y'all. There it is, right? Y'all get it? Teamwork makes the dream work. This is yeah. all the new step. And then think five years from now, what will you be doing? That's what I see. That's yep. what I see. Yep. I, this is the beginning. Everything has to work. You get thrown out the, sec the first couple of times you start to steal bases. But then before you know it, you have that momentum and you know exactly what to do and you know when to get down so you can be safe. That's and that's what, that's that's what practice is. Yeah. That's it. That's two things. Three things. Three things. Thing number three. All CEOs listening to me are now charged with creating your salary of $10,000 a month. Well, through your own company. If you're part of the mastermind, I'm going to show you how. Okay. All CEOs are now charged. I have failed you 
by not forcing you to create salaries. Thank y'all for Tempest who reminded me because y'all don't know it. I don't I don't have a salary with ATS or anything like that. I just I I I got I I reap everywhere I don't sell. <clears throat> but so it was like, well, you got to create salaries, and you got to start with you. Oh, okay, that makes some sense. That's actually universal law. That makes some sense. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I said, okay, all right. The so same thing for you. So all of you had to be charged with creating salaries. Don't worry about it. We're gonna bless you in a little bit with that. So, but the witch will be released earlier. Don't worry about it. I'll come back to it. And where you going? You got a call? Ah, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Forget four, five, six. Here we go. This one I need y'all to do before Grace go to her nine o'clock call. What I'm gonna need y'all to do is know what I'm doing. You got a hundred thousand dollars to make before the end of the year. I got a million. Not with ATS though. I'm gonna start a whole new company from scratch. From scratch. And before the year end, I'm gonna make a million dollars. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna show every step of the way. I saw Billy Jean doing it. I said, well, you know what? Me too. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Anybody heard what I said? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna a whole brand new company. Million dollars. I told you, I asked Jerry Pye to do 100,000. I'm doing me. And I will not use ATS. You motherfucker. Y'all don't, don't want to play, man. See, y'all don't want to play. All right. I'm with you, sir. So we're going to get this money. All right. All right, then. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to get this money. And we're going to get it together. And we're going to fall on our face. And we're going to learn how not to fall. But by the time this year is over, ATS will be the best in the world, loudly. I'm not talking about the company. I'm talking about the community. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now, in the mastermind, I'm about to show you how I'm going to do that. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can't play better. You can dominate. We'll see you right now. All right. Happy birthday, Jerome. Happy birthday. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world, not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had. 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions. $22 an hour. Paid training. And I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True. 
but it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter, and that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I. I T E R zip recruiter dot com slash B to B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's zip recruiter dot com slash B to B. It's also in the show notes.